Hey, hey, hey. And good evening to everyone out there. Welcome to Donnie D's Words of Inspiration. That's right. Tonight's show is brought to you by Single Mother's Guide to Raising Black Boys. Also by From Crack to Christ, Part 1. Both books written by me, Franklin Donnie D. Available on Amazon.com, BarsandNova.com, and Exclivers.com. Tonight at 6.30, we have a young lady, Christine Renee, to talk about. She's a singer, but she also has a life and death situation and some strange things that happened in her life. She'll be here. At 7, it's that lady you all know, Apostle Michelle Moody. She'll be here with us tonight. That's right. I got some new music from Andrew Pierce and... From Hal and Steve Howe, I'm going to play. But don't forget, tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock on the West Coast, 2 on the East, 1 in the Middle, Fellowship in the Word, with Pastor Robert R. Cooper, right here with me, Donnie D. In your presence I belong Draw me closer, just even closer Where the weak become strong Tell the truth from in Gideon When nothing else could heal Draw me closer, just even closer In your presence I belong
another version of that song. Check this one out. Whatever that gave me. Same song. You're the living well.
Andrew Pearson right there. New guy. Speak to me. So he found me on Facebook. Said he had some new songs and he wished that I could probably put them in rotation. After I heard him, I said, wow, we got to do an interview. And he said, sure. So we're going to be gonna be hearing from him coming up soon. Now, here's a guy that you all know, Howlin' Steve Al. And he's done several songs for us. And uh, here's a new one. He sent to me. Knock on the door. Check it out.
Let me go see if Marsha D's is around. Marsha D's, how'd you like that song? Move on. Camille Jamison, how you doing this evening? I'm doing okay. How about yourself? All right. How'd you like that song by Steve Howe? I loved it. It's, it's I a, love it's all the work that he's done. Yes, yes, yes. You know, that song is just, wow. But uh, we'll be playing it tomorrow morning on Fellowship in the Word. And the other song by Andrew Pearson, there was one song, it was a slow, the same song, a slow version and a reggae version by Andrew Pearson. I played those before, Mm -hmm. Steve. How'd you like those? I like those too. That was new to me. Yeah, yeah. Very new, but we're going to move to the group. we got a guest coming up at 6.30, and uh, she has a life and death story to tell you about, and we'll get to her. That's Christine Renee. As before we go there, let's go here. Another day's journey. Woo. God kept 
That's right. The Sounds of the Winings will be with our guest, Christine Renee, in just one moment. And that's the Sounds of the Winings. If God be for us, who can be against us? Here on Donnie D's Words of Inspiration here on Blog Talk Radio. It's time to get to my guest right now. Her name is Christine Renee. How you doing, young lady? Hi, good afternoon. Or good evening. Good, good evening to you, too. Yes, indeed. Well, we're going to start off this way. We're going to start off with a little bit about you and about your music, and then we want to get into your experiences. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Who is Christine Renee? Christine Renee is a bright, intelligent young lady who has um, come through many obstacles in her life. Um, I'm a fighter. I'm courageous and motivated, and I'm all about taking care of me and pursuing my dreams and trying to help as much people as I can. Um, I started singing when I was about 12 years old. Um, I was in my dad's band. It was called the Bashu Band from Brazil. Um, My father's from Sao Paulo, Brazil, and my mother's from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, I was born in America. Um, I've been home maybe once or twice, but that was when I was younger. And uh, most of my life I've been here in the U.S. So that's okay. me. That's Christine. Okay. And, 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 you know, I met this young lady through uh, singing. And uh, tell us a little bit about your singing career. What, uh, what do you do in music? Um, I sing pop, R&B, and um, disco. Um, okay. I have... Uh, I have a couple of songs that are out right now, um, some singles. Um, the main uh, song that's out right now is Crazy Love and Lead Me On. Um, I have two other songs that are out. It's Moonlight and um, I Need You. Okay, you heard that. If you don't remember that, get me Franklin Donnie D. I guarantee I'll get you that information. <laughs> now, this, you know, she was on my TV show. The new TV show, Donnie D's Soul Session, should be uh, coming out, be finished under, after production, editing and all of that any day now. But she had told me she had stopped singing for a while. Tell us, what was that all about? Well, um, in the year of 2018, um, around... Uh, October around Halloween. Um, it wasn't close to Halloween just yet, maybe a few days. Um, I was going through some things. Um, I was having a hard time. I had just got laid off my job. Um, I was going through some things with my significant other, the gentleman that I was with. And um, me and my kids, we were homeless. We didn't have no one or nowhere to go. And it was just all kinds of crazy, and me as a mother, a single mom, trying to make sure that, you know, my children have everything. I was just struggling with everything, and I guess 
God in my body had to tell me, like, you know, remind me of trying to keep faith. Um, I confined in some friends who I thought were friends, and, you know, instead of them talking to me and telling me what was going on, um, I was consuming alcohol instead. Um, the guy that I was with, you know, was very demanding. He was uh, physically and emotionally abusive to me. And um, it was just, it was real crazy then. And um, I guess you could say I was almost on the road to destruction. So that night I was on the freeway headed to his house because he kept calling me, asking me where I was at and hurry up and get to his house and, you know, just rushing me and being demanding like he is. Um, I'm on the freeway. I was doing maybe 80 to 90 miles an hour on the freeway. I was in my little Honda Civic. And um, I went from the 210 to the 215 to the 15 to the 138 going towards Palmdale. And um, that's where everything happened. I was uh, on Palmdale. I was on the 138. And next thing you know it, I don't remember nothing after that. I woke up the next day in the hospital. Um, told I was, uh, I died. Um, I hit a, um, I crashed. My car went off the road, um, into oncoming traffic, but they said no oncoming traffic was coming at that time, which was a miracle because anybody who knows going to Palmdale on the 138, the 138 is always packed. So, um, my car reared off the road, went into an embankment. They said my car went up in the air, came down flipped about 15 to 20 times. Um, I had a neck brace on, which I didn't realize I had on my neck when I woke up the next morning to use the bathroom. Um, When I came out, my room was surrounded with doctors and nurses. Um, They told me that I had died, and I was brought back, and then I was told that um, I was decapitated from the inside, which was my skull and my spine were not connected anymore. But um, the thing about it is it was a miracle because I should have died in that wreck, and I didn't. God said it wasn't my time to go. And then I should have been paralyzed from the waist down, and I wasn't paralyzed from the waist down. So I I thank God every day when I wake up, he has my time, he has my attention, because if it wasn't for God, I don't think I would be here. I would not be here. But the moral of that story is, is we can't let life situations blind us and take over our mind and things like that. We, we we have to learn how to turn our situations and turn them over into to God and let God deal with them. I feel like if we start doing that more, we'll have a lot more, you know, positive outlooks at things in our life. I'm lucky. I feel like I'm lucky and I feel like I'm blessed. And, you know, and I, I, I know that I have God watching over me. I used to think that I was lonely, that I didn't have anybody. And the whole time God has been with me the whole time has really opened up my eyes to a lot of mm-hmm. things. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Now, now, back to, to the uh, the hospital. They said that you had, were decapitated? Yes, you, I was decapitated it, from the inside. They had to cut my neck open. Front of the cut, the front of my neck open and go inside and fuse my skull and my spine back together. Ooh. Yeah. And they say you were flatlined. Did they give you a amount of time that you had flatlined? 
Um, they did. I don't remember. Um, okay. I, I get short term three loss from the accident, but um, I don't know how long I was gone. But I was gone. Um, the gentleman that I was with had actually took a picture of me deceased in the, on the hospital bed to send it to my mom to show my mom that I was no longer here anymore. I actually still have that picture. <laughs> um, I know you sent me some pictures. Was that one of them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't think so, but I, I can. Okay. I will send it to you. Yeah, I would definitely yes. send it to you. Um, and um, it, I, I people say, well, why do you have that picture? And I, I tell them, I have that picture. It's a reminder. It's a reminder yeah. of to remind me not to let things get to me. You know, we only live one life. We only have one life to live. And God, you know, gave us this beautiful life for us to cherish it and and to do good. And, you know, it's a blessing that I'm still here. You know, it's a blessing yes, it I'm is. still here my kids and that my kids don't have to go and visit me at no grave site. You know what I'm saying? Because had I left here, I don't know what my children would have did. They've probably been lost without me. You know, well, well, uh, you know, and I'd ask you this on the TV show. You seem to be moving and grooving and performing. You don't feel any anything from that accident? No, not at all. I, I don't even feel like I've even ever been in an accident. Wow. The Lord like must. Brand- I- Go ahead. <laughs> I, I just I feel like a brand new person. Even even after the accident, you know, um, I was in pain. Of course, you know, I'm, you're going to be in pain. My neck and skull were not attached anymore. <laughs> so, right. Um, yeah, you be. I was in pain. And, um, I, but the thing about it is I didn't find it difficult to walk. Um, you know, I couldn't do a lot of things because I was in a neck brace. I couldn't lift anything, couldn't move anything, couldn't work. So, you know, um I had stayed with the gentleman with the gentleman I was dating, and um, you know it's just now I, I feel like I've never, never, never been in an accident, but I know I have, you know, and um, I try to remember that night, but I can't. God won't let me remember it for some reason. No. It's yeah, well, it's a blur to he me. he blessed you with a new body, inside and out. He has you. Uh, he put you back together again, and he's the best yeah. doctor of them all. Let me see. Is anybody out there on the phone line who's listening in? If you'd like to ask a question, push the one on your phone. That'll let me know that you have a question. Let's see here. Do I have anyone with a question? Looks like Los Angeles 323. Three two three. Your name and where you yeah. calling from? Camille, I'm calling from Los Angeles. Camille from Los Angeles. How you doing, young lady? I'm doing quite well, thank you. How uh, you doing? Good evening, Christine. I'm doing okay. I'm uh, I'm glad to see that you are doing well. Um, I'd yes. like to ask you. Um, did your children know what had happened to you? Um, I was told, um, by the gentleman that I was dating that he had called them. Um, he had called them and, um, they were headed to the hospital. They did come to the hospital. Um, my kids were devastated. They were devastated. Um, they thought they lost their mom. 
um, they were already going through a situation with, you know, their dad and their dad was, you know, battling, you know, alcoholism, you know, drinking and, you know, he fell off. So at this point to them, they actually lost both of their parents, which is a scary feeling because I know what it is to grow up without parents. Um, Although my dad was in my life, that's another story, but um, (laughs) my mom wasn't there. And um, so I know the kids, I know my kids were scared, even after the fact, even after I was able to talk to them in the hospital when they came and saw me, you know, they cried and um, they told me, we don't know what we would have did without you, mom. We thought you were gone and, you know, we don't have anybody. And I'm like, yeah, but God, God knows y'all didn't have anybody and God knows it wasn't my time. It wasn't time for me to leave them yet. Amen. Now, when you, um, when you're in the hospital and you got up to go to the bathroom, was anybody with you there? Because you said when you came out the bathroom, there were a lot of doctors around. Did they expect you to get up out of the bed to go to the bathroom? Yeah, well, I got up. I didn't realize I was in the hospital. I just I just got up, and I think when I got up, I think I pulled um, whatever the monitor that they had on me that shows the heartbeat and all that, I think I pulled that Mm -hmm. off, which I didn't realize that I had pulled it off when I got out of the bed. Um, And usually when I go to the bathroom and wash my hands, I look in the mirror. Um, I don't even think it was a mirror. I don't even remember whether it was a a mirror in the bathroom or not. All I know is I came out of the bathroom and I had doctors and nurses standing in there and they were looking at me. And they were like, "Um, Ms. Goldman, you are a miracle. And um, they were like, do you even know where you're at? And, you know, as I'm looking around, now I realize I'm in the hospital. And I'm like, what happened? And they explained what happened to me. And, um, you know, I broke down. I cried. And, um, you know, I I talked to God that day. And I told him, thank you. You know, thank you for bringing me out of my situation. Thank you for keeping me alive. Thank you for letting me be able to walk. Again, you know, thank you for not taking my legs away from me and my movement. Thank you for not taking my voice. I didn't even think I would be able to sing again, to tell you the truth, because they the surgery that they had to do, they had to go into the front of my neck. So, you know, they had to move my vocal cords around in order to get to the back to do what they had to do. So um, right. even after the surgery, I couldn't really talk. You know, if I talked, it was it, my, the, the words, and hearing me could not, you could not hear it. You would have to be real close in order to hear me speak. So even at that time, I didn't think I would ever be able to sing again. Um, I, like I said, I was thankful that God didn't put me in a wheelchair for the rest of my life. I thank God that I didn't take nobody's life or, you know what I'm saying, those sorts of things. So with these situations, like life situations that we go through, us as human beings, we need to stop and take a breath and think about some things at times. And now I don't worry so much about things. Um, and not that I don't care, but being through the traumatic situations that I was in before, I don't want that to happen to me ever again. You know what I'm saying? And um, I try to advise other people, like, if you're having a problem, if you don't feel good, if you feel stressed out, if you feel depressed, you feel anxious, you know, if, if you got bad thoughts going through your head, you're, you're, if you're thinking negative, give it to God. Turn it over to God. Pray, meditate, 
do these things. And if anybody is toxic in your life and not helping you or motivating you or supporting you, get rid of them. Get rid of them because most of the time it comes from things like that. And like mm-hmm. I said, at the time, I was, I was down. I was down emotionally, physically, mentally. I was going through a lot. I was dealing with a guy who was not faithful. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I had just uh, lost my job, got laid off, lost my house. Me and my kids, we were sleeping in and out of my car and hotels and things like that. And I didn't. We don't have no family. We don't have. I didn't have family. I didn't have friends. I didn't have anybody to say, "Well, Christine, come on and bring you and your kids and come stay with us until you get on your feet." Even the gentleman that I was dating with, whole acres, whole big old house, never, never, not once offered for me and my children to come stay with him. And you know those those things hit me hard, hit me real hard, and um. Instead of me just taking it to God and praying on it, you know, I went to it. I went through to a different level, and I almost it almost cost me my life. Almost cost me my life. Amen. 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 I have one more question. Go right ahead. One more question. Okay. Um, Do you ever think you do uh, any gospel recordings? Yes, ma'am. I sure do. I actually made about like four gospel songs. I just have not um, recorded them yet. Okay. Well, I want to say, uh, bless you. You are truly blessed. God has given you a second chance. You seem to be doing better for it. I'm sorry you have to go through that. Yes, ma'am. I'm glad you're here, and God bless you. Thank, thank you so much, and God bless you too. Sometimes thank I feel like we have to go. Sometimes I feel like we have to go through situations like that in order to wake up. You know, God puts things in our lives and have things happen to us for a reason. You know, sometimes we go through life blind, and God has to give us a wake-up call sometimes. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Uh, Thank you very much, Camille. Thank you, Camille. You You have a blessed day, dear. Thank you. You too. Well, we have about 10 minutes left. And I was wondering, I know this is another part of your your story that you were telling. You told us about finding your mother. Can you yes. tell us a little bit about that? Oh, wow. Yes, I sure can. Um, my mom was, uh, I grew up without my mom. Um, I actually grew up in a really abusive home. Um, I was stripped out of my mom's hands, and uh, my mom uh, was taken away from us. Throughout the years, as the years passed by, me growing up as an adult, I was told, well, as a teenager and as a kid, I was told that my mom was dead. Um, But um, I didn't feel like she was dead. I didn't feel that in my heart, and I felt like I needed to look for my mom. And I was told many a times, don't look for her because she's not here on this earth anymore, which was a lie. (laughs) So um, during my teenage years, um, I resided in Riverside, California with my dad and my stepmom and my step-siblings and my siblings. And um, I was going through a lot. You know, I was being abused at home. I was a runaway. Um, I ran away from home all the time. I was never at home. Um, you know, joined a gang, all that stuff. And um, <laughs> I guess I was getting out of control. I was headed. To, uh, I was headed down the path of destruction. Um, I had already been to juvenile hall, and 
I was already walking around carrying guns and things like that. And, you know, I was getting into it, you know, with other rival gangs. And um, I started lashing out back at um, my father, you know, as I started getting older, you know, the abuse, I was more aware of what he was doing. So as me growing and getting ready to become a woman, you know, it's I my anger started to show more. So um, my father, my my father and my stepmother uh, put me on the Greyhound bus and sent me to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and that was in 1996. They sent me to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania to go stay with my stepsister, and um, I stayed with her for a few, you know, for a few, and then I ended up moving with um, her aunt, who was a um, Crackhead down, which moved down the bottom in West Philly, and I was staying with her for a while. Um, I ended up leaving her place because I didn't like the smell of the crack cocaine that she was smelling. I'm smoking, so it was making me sick. It was giving me headaches, and um, I wasn't. I wasn't even that old yet. I was. Um, I had. Um, I was 17 years old, and um, I ran away from her house. I left her house, and I was down the bottom in West Philly. Um, my brother came out with me, uh, met a drug dealer, was selling drugs for him. And um, But to make a short story, uh, long story short, um, I did that. And over the years, I ended up meeting this gentleman, which is my kid's father. I met him, and we fell in love, and I stayed with him. And I was telling him of my situation and about how I grew up and things like that. And, you know, he was telling me, oh, well, you think your mom is still out here? I said, yeah, I think my mom is still here, y'all, though. You know, they, they, you know, she, I haven't seen her. One day um, I had a knock at the door, and it was my nephew. That that was the day that they told me that my mom had died. She was dead. She was deceased. Um, they tried to give me a cockamamie story about my mom died of AIDS and a drug overdose. and But I didn't believe them. I didn't believe them, and um, I went from there. When I was told that, I, I was on my journey to finding my mother. Um it's been many days and many nights I've cried and asked God to bring my mom back to me. I didn't care what kind of condition she was in, which my mom was on drugs at the time. She was on drugs at the time, and um, I just was looking for my mom. So one day I happened to go to work, and um, I was scheduled to work um, at the um, welfare office at the time. I was working at one building, and my boss called me and asked me if I could work at the Tioga District because there were guards short. And we had a lot of guards at where we were at, so I didn't mind. So I went over to the Tioga District, and I started my shift there. And um, I was on my phone when I wasn't I wasn't supposed to be. We all know you're doing security, you got to pay attention. So um, I was um, on my phone, and something like it was somebody sitting next to me and told me to look up at the door. And I look up at the door, and I seen this lady walk through, and. I could not take my eyes off of her. Um, at this point, I started feeling really nauseous, like I wanted to just vomit everywhere. My stomach had butterflies in it. I was beginning to get dizzy. I didn't know what was happening to me at this time, but I could not take my eyes off of this lady. And I watched her as she approached the front desk, and she asked whatever questions she had to ask, and they directed her to my direction. So as she walked over to me, I kind of I kind of got I don't know why, but I got that scary feeling. 
And when she walked up to me, she asked if she could use the phone. And I told her, yeah, it was okay for her to use the phone. And I asked her a question. I said, when you're done all with your phone call, is it possible if I can ask you a question? And she said, yeah, sure. You know, she was very polite, very nice, very sweet woman. And she walked over and she used the phone. Now, I know they say it's not polite to stare. But I stared at this woman the whole time that she was behind me. I just wow. was looking at her. And she noticed yeah. me staring at her. And I, I guess she said to herself, let me see what this girl wants. Because she just was looking at me and looking at me. And I need to know why she's watching me. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> she she hung up the phone. She didn't even finish whatever conversation she was having. She hung up the phone and she walked over to him. And she said, what question did you have for me, sweetheart? And I, I told her, you know, I was scared. I was nervous. I was shaking because uh, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want that, um, how, how, what, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I didn't want to be shut down again because I had asked so many women who I looked, who, was, you know, I thought was my mom who looked like my mom because I only had one picture of my mom. And um, I was telling myself, well, you know, just ask her, just ask her, you know, it ain't going to hurt. You know, it's, it's either going to be a yes or a no. And um, I asked her, I said, um, is your name Olivia Green? And she looked at me, and she took a very huge step back. And the expression on her face changed. Even her smile changed. And I don't know if she maybe thought I was somebody that was after her or that she was having an issue with, because like I said, my mom was on drugs during that time. And um. And she looked at me, and she was like, yeah. And she was like, do I know you? And I was like, I don't look familiar to you. And then she looked at me again, and then she shook her head, and she was like, it can't be. She was like, it can't be. God, don't don't play with me like this. It can't be. And I stood up. Wow. I stood up, and I said, you don't recognize me? And she was like, you're not my daughter. And I said, Mom, it's me. And we held each other. I'm sorry, excuse me. I still get emotional when I tell my story. Amen, um, amen. I grabbed yeah. my mother, and I, I held her tight, and I hugged her, and I told I said, I knew that they were lying. I knew you were not gone. They told me you died. And um, me and my mom, we cried. We cried. We sat on the floor, and we cried. And um, the everybody in the welfare office was clapping, and they was yelling and whistling. And I guess if one of the supervisors, saw what was going on, so I, he had contacted his daughter, which his daughter had worked for Channel 29 News in Philadelphia, and next thing we know it, the whole welfare office was swarming with media. I mean, it was it was, it was it was crazy. It was swarming with media. They were interviewing us. We were on CNN. Um, my, my story is still on the internet. Um, I have my um, my newspaper clip, and I have to find it. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. It was really, really crazy. It was really crazy. Yeah, I didn't expect that day to turn out the way it did, but it did. So, so, so with you know, when I told Troy to talk to you, I said you have a book to be written, and you have all the pages in your mind. You just need to put them down on paper now. So, right. with that that experience, what does that experience tell you? Whoo, that experience tell me that miracles do happen. Miracles do happen, and prayer does work. Even me being a little girl and going through the things that I was going through, I always, God, please bring me my mom. 
I want my mom. I would cry and cry and cry and cry, you know. That experience tells me prayer works. Prayer works. God is as real as me and you are talking right now. We just have to let him in. We just have to call on him. We have to call on him. That's all we have to do. I concur with you 100%. And uh, I just, uh, is there any way when people hear this inspirational story, how can people contact you? Um, I am on Instagram. I am on YouTube. Um, I usually don't give out my phone number to anyone because no. um, no. I have business cards and I had a bunch of weirdos calling me. But if right. anybody wants to get in contact with me, they can contact me on Instagram. Um, my Instagram is uh, Christine Chris Renee. That's K R Y S R E N E E twenty twenty one. All right. And if you mm-hmm. really want to contact her, contact me, Franklin Donnie Dick. I guarantee I can hook you up with her. But, you know, like she said, this has to, you know, really be real. You don't have time for playing around in this world today. I want to thank you for taking your time out to join us here on Donnie D's Words of Inspiration. You've been very inspirational and tonight, and those who think they're going through something, you heard this story here. She went through yeah. something, and she came out the victor, not the victim. So that should give you some faith. She give you Thank some you, hope. Johnny. Thank you, and have a blessed evening. Don't know how, but you did it. Goodbye. Made away. Standing here. Not knowing how we'll get through this time But holding on to faith you know that Nothing can catch you by surprise you got this figured out And you're watching us now And when it looks as if we can't win Wrap within your arms and step in And everything we need you to supply you got this in control And now we know that you made our way When our backs were against the wall And it looked as if it was over You you made our way And we're standing here Only because you made our way You made our way Now we're here Looking back on where we come from Back words, back 
Travis Green right there. Made away here on Donnie D's Words of Inspiration. We're going to wait a few for Apostle Michelle Moody. And if she can't make it tonight, we're going to play a few more songs. And we're going to wrap it up tonight. Uh, Camille, what did you think about her stories? As it went on in her you know, lifetime. Uh I guess in a way I can relate, but not to the life and death experience, but to some of it. But she's a remarkable young lady. God brought her back for a reason. Amen. And I, I, I concur. 
And the story about her mother, wow. You know, you know? Right. I, I'd like to know uh, a little more. Did, did her, are her and her mother still talking? Did her mother get off drugs? You know, I'm just. She, she had told me in the my, TV interview that her and her mother are still in communication and they still talk. Yeah. They just live in different places. Mother's still in Philadelphia. And uh, the strange thing about that was is I was going to interview her about her music. I heard so much about her music. She sent me some videos. Mm-hmm. She was sitting at the table with us at the Jimmy Sterling uh, event. And Jimmy Sterling said, man, I want you to check out this sister here. Maybe she can be a guest on your show. And whatever, it went on, and she ended up on the show. And then she said to me, uh, well, I had stopped singing for her some years. And, and I said, well, why did you stop singing? And then she went into that story. And when she went into that story, it, that changed the whole interview. Right. And the thing about it is this happened in 2018. Yes. From what I can understand her saying. Yes. And, and I do and know she, she sent me a bunch yeah. of pictures of her laying in a hospital bed. You know, mm-hmm. so she is a walking miracle. I feel that her story needs to be spread all around for faith and, and, and for people to know that there is an ultimate father, an ultimate person, not person, but an ultimate that can help when man can't help. You know, uh, exactly. like you say, he brought her, he saved her for a reason. Exactly. You know, that's why I asked her about the gospel music. I'm, I'm glad she does. Great question. Great question. I, I wanted to know that, too. Yeah, you know, I wanted to know them, that, too. She she's written them down. She just hasn't recorded them. And I really would like <laughs> to hear hear that from her. Because to me, yes. that would be the ultimate. Because, that's you know, I know she loves God and she trusts in God. God has brought her back to life. He's allowing her to go on with her life. And that's why I asked about the children. Did they know? But yeah. with the gospel songs, I would love to hear her sing gospel songs. Well, I do believe we will be hearing something from her soon. And since you brought that up, next time I talk to her, I tell her, you go back to the inside that recording studio with your manager. You, need, you know, you need to, well, I'm not telling you what you need to do. But it would be great if you you could do some gospel. Speaking of gospel, let's go this way. Mr. Donnie McClurkin. Your loving kindness towards me. Your tender mercy. Great is your mercy 
bless me, Jesus. Your loving kindness, loving kindness toward me. Your tender mercy I trying to step back in. We all need to order our steps.
just remember, tomorrow morning, 11 o'clock on the West Coast, two on the East Coast, and one in the middle. Fellowship in the Word with Pastor Robert R. Cooper from Sandusky, Ohio, formerly of Pomona. <laughs> he says I'm formerly of a lot of places, but I knew it from Pomona, California, United States, for those who are listening around the world. And then tomorrow night at 6 p.m., it's the world famous Donnie D's Soul Sunday with the best of soul oldies, a little jazz, a little blues. We try to keep it, we do keep it clean. But there's also another show that you can find on Apple and iTunes. That's Donnie D's Soul Session. Look for that over there. The other shows I mentioned are on Deezer, iTunes, and they're also on Spotify and iHeart. Yes. Then there's the TV show, Pasadena Media, Donnie D's Soul Sessions. Look out for it. Instagram, Don D21. Uh, Apostle 
Michelle Moody, uh, Camille, I don't know where she went. If she, we had communicated, she said she'd be here tonight, but she's not here. Amen. Hope everything's okay. Are you with me, Camille? Amen. Amen. Yes. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Tell a friend, tell a kid to tune on in.